tote bag, and I'm Arthur. And I'm Donovan. The world is ending. Bad relationships are to blame. We're solving them. Yes. And documenting <laughs> it, too. I think we missed that part. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. You may have guessed by that intro that our guest this week from Minion Death Cult is Tony Boswell. What's up, Tony? What's going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, you you nailed it though. We we are oh. we are we are documenting it, but we're also solving it. Uh, <laughs> that, that's the whole that's the whole plan. Hell yeah! That's been the second or third time we've uh, we've taken like a cue from a guest's intro, and I think we're two to two on it now. That feels that feels good. Yeah. It's a pro move. It made me feel special. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, thank it's always, you. It's always cool to have somebody know your work in a way that they can parody it. Like that's that's a really cool feeling. Yeah, definitely. It's extreme, extremely flattering and extremely um, uh, mind blowing every time something like that happens. It's like, oh, OK, cool. Thank you. I'm glad you're paying attention. <laughs> Ron Paul gif of the it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Tony, to to start, for folks who don't know, do you kind of want to describe what Minion Death Cult is, and especially yeah. the name, because I think possibly best podcast name I know. I really yeah. love your guys' title. It's so funny. Um, the name is the show in so many ways. We never, when we did it, when we decided on that name, we were kind of like, I don't know. This is, it's kind of, are people going to realize how good this is? And it worked out. What we basically do is we go online. And we find what the people are saying. And that's finding the worst comments on the internet, mostly from Facebook, places like that. Um, and what we're finding is it's not just like the Proud Boys. It's not just like, you know, outright bigots. It's it's your it's your aunt. Um, it's your aunt. It's your coworker. Um, it's it's your best friend from high school. Um, it's regular ass people saying disgusting things on there. And we document that. And the minion thing came from, you know, I, I think we've all seen it, uh, but turns out conservatives love minions and it's so <laughs> fucked. It's so bizarre because you'll see this little DreamWorks child caricature, you know, character guy, character thing. And um, it would be armed to the T and just being like, if they're coming across the border, mow them down, you know, and, and, and it, it, it's, oh, it's that it's that nuts um yeah. and we've 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 seen the minion minionification of a lot of things um and it it just it doesn't get old and it's not like most memes they run their course and they're on their way minions are still running strong it's really interesting incredible staying power given their small stature uh, <laughs> that's true but i guess just it shows the the power of uh the collective of all the minions joining together to post horribly racist violent memes uh for the boomers yeah they love it they love it <laughs> i read a thing where illustrators absolutely like illustrators and animators absolutely hate the minions because it's just like the laziest possible character design just like glorified and writ large everywhere oh i i can see that i do in the first like couple like hundred patreon things i was doing handwritten postcards hand-drawn postcards and oh. i would do like a really minimal minion sometimes and i'm like oh if i can do it if i can do it then yeah this is bullshit i know <laughs> they hate that it's a particularly interesting angle to me because like a lot of discourse here especially like from liberals to the right is like painting these people as like 
superhuman kind of like these big fucking scary figures with all this power. And of course, that's true to an extent for like a, a lot of people. But I think it really reveals like the fucking corniness behind so much of this shit that you you see, like, again, the people who are the true believers into this stuff. It's like the thing that they are defending is the lamest shit in the entire world. It's like yeah. you were throwing these threats of violence and like racial cleansing and shit. So you can go to the Cheesecake Factory and like see the next Minions movie like that seems it's a it's such an insane fucking contrast. I feel it, like a lot of people don't notice that. It's completely detached from the actual movies, I think, too, because. Right. The, the I mean. One thing that's pretty blanket about people using minion memes is they're most likely going to be like nationalist. Um, and the minions don't speak a language. I don't think I think it's an amalgamation of a couple languages. It's definitely yeah. not American English. So it's really weird. That it's there's there's I can't find a reason. And like they're notoriously kind of like um naive and stupid. There I don't know what the appeal is. It's so strange and they're literally minions they just follow along and do whatever this idiot does and it's like i don't know what the appeal for them is it, it's all just making fun of yourself on accident and i i'm here for it <laughs> i think they because they they love cops and cops are kind of the minions of the world they you know they're they're they stay within their little their little minion group and they uh you know, any judgment upon them just comes from within their group. All their training comes from within their group. Speaking, uh, speaking of judgment upon minions, do we, want to, <laughs> do we want to talk about this? Fucking Derek Chauvin guilty on all three counts. Yeah, yeah. Including second degree murder. Fuck yes. Love to actually see something come out of that. Yeah, Rest in piss. It's, well, I, I wish he was actually, I wish that was like, I don't think it's a, um, a state where they were going to execute him. Right, um, that'd be that'd be incredibly. How hard body would that be? I'm obviously not for the death penalty, sure. But if we're going to televise an execution, like let's let it be, let it be a cop. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm actually the only thing I'm like, it it, it this one feels so weird because I was expecting to just be like happy and stoked, and I I'm like happy that it didn't just go off, right? But it yeah. just it it just feels, um. In that t in the time since George Floyd has died, we've lost so many more, yep. and so it's weird. It's weird to do the balance. It, it really feels like okay, we're gonna nail him with all three, so that maybe uh, maybe we don't have to deal with like a, a you know protest tonight. And like right. that's really what it felt like. It's really it's like there that he was the sacrifice. I don't think we're gonna see any type of um, actual uh, policy change or change in policing after this. It's but I don't want to take away from I'm happy this guy's going away. I hope he has a miserable life, um, you know, but it's it's just. Man, thanks for the nugget, but we need we need so much more. Right. Like, like punishing a per uh, once uh, one single dude out of the hundreds every single year while the structure remains exactly the same. And they get more funding this year, too, at least in Chicago. Yeah, it's uh, it's very frustrating, but. At least, at least we get to see this dickhead if something happened to him. I, I am taking that nugget out of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I just want, hopefully next time we'll see um the whole department be charged for something. Like his superiors need to be charged yeah. for something. His partner needs to be charged for something. Everybody who like looked the other way while he was fucking up his entire career leading up to this 
should be charged for something. That way, maybe we'll have some real accountability and not just like the scapegoat um, uh, who – I mean he's not a scapegoat because he deserves it. Uh, but you know what I mean. Right. Um, it's so, so it, it's, it exactly. And this is, I, like you said, this is, this is, this is rare, but it's just the minimum, but we're, it's, it's unfortunate that we're like, so trained to be disappointed that we're excited about the minimum. Exactly. Right. But Hey, like I said, I don't want to shit all over it completely. Um, I'm getting yelled at at Twitter on Twitter right now for saying I still want abolition, which I don't understand why that's confusing for people. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so don't want to shit on it completely, but um, man, R.I.P. George Floyd forever. Uh, yeah. And yeah, fuck, fuck that dude. Absolutely. Hopefully, actual change comes out of it as opposed to, as you put it, just this fucking sacrificial lamb, you know, to to kind of sedate people. I was yeah. thinking that like Derek must not be very popular. Like people on the force must not like him very much for him to go down like this. <laughs> You know well, what I'm saying? On the on like the the um the 700 club when Patty was talking about was talking about how like oh these deaths are bad and it's really weird to see that on 700 club. We talked about it on the show recently. Um but what he says is he says Derek Chavon should be put under the jail. And at first I'm like fuck yeah. That's that's but he says he has made things so much worse for the cops. Oh, it's the issue's God. not the murder. The issue is and that's why they hate him. They hate yeah. him because you know, he, he shown the he was too blatant. That you know there are cops out there like, dude, that's not how you do it. You right. should have. You should. There's there there. I've I've seen people on the internet say you should have just shot him. You would have you would have probably got away with it. You should have just shot him. That's fucking bleak. Yeah, and like that's why they're mad. They're not mad because of you know the injustices this has. Like you said, they're just mad because man, you're really you're really cramping our style. You're really fucking up the party for us. Because it's a, a lot of people too. It's more of kind of that return to quote unquote normalcy and return yeah. to quote unquote peace as opposed to actually fixing the situation that's creating all this in the first place. But you know, it's easier to just zero in on a on a single thing and pretend to call it a day. I do hope it set a bar though, because this is the first. Remember, like, remember this all kicked off with George Floyd last year. And it, obviously, this did not all kick off with George Floyd last year. What right, I'm saying, right. this current wave that we're in started then, and this is the first verdict we're getting. So we're going to have an avalanche of verdicts coming at us, and hopefully, this just hit the bar. Um, but I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remain um, skeptical. Understandably, and I think that's the right move. Again, it's just like. You can't be getting pacified. You can appreciate the win without being like considering that the be all end all or letting that pacify you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, a, a dub in the chat for uh, for old Derek getting fucked over, though. We do love to Absolutely. see that. Uh, besides this, besides this positive news there. We'd like to hear uh, Tony about some negative news from the past. I was trying to work that into a transition. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to ask you our, our traditional uh, question for guests, which is to tell us about a uh, an embarrassing dating or relationship story you've had. Um, one of my one of my favorite like stories I told. It's just about kind of that small town dating while also uh, not doing traditional monogamy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was pretty great. I went. I had at the time I had a, I had a partner who I you know I would see fairly regularly but we were non-monogamous and 
um, that night, we were both like, oh, cool. You're going out tonight. Oh, have fun. See you later. Whatever. Um, and I went on a date with this person and it was just like a, it was a, one of the apps, not, not Tinder. One of the ones that is a date one. Sure. Um, and, uh, and it was nice until, so the way it's set up, we're at the front of the restaurant where the front windows are. And there's like a door that kind of comes into the restaurant, like protrudes into the restaurant. On the other side, there's another little cubby with another table and you can see the two tables. And so I'm, I'm having my little dinner and it's nice. And there's like this person's, they were super sweet. She was super sweet. It was great, but like a little too sweet for the first date. Um, at one point, at one point, like, like, um, reaches her hands over and like grabs both my hands and is just like holding my hands like across the table. This is the first time we've met, um, (laughs) like across the table and just like telling me just like, I just feel this good energy from you. And I just feel like I, something special here. And, um, it's a loud restaurant, but I hear, I hear a, a very loud laugh that I know very well. Oh no. And it turns out on the other side of the door, it's my partner and her homegirls just having the best time <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> just having the best time laughing at me. And and like she knows this is a first date. She knows yeah. what's happening right now is wild. She also knows me really well and knows that like this is not my energy at all. And it's just like and she, at that point I heard her laugh. And of course the person the girl I'm on the date with has no clue that that, that no laugh idea. sounds like. Right. It's a restaurant that's busy. I know it. I look over and I see it and I'm just, I'm just bloodshot red. And, uh, it was, it was so good. And I, I got to, I, I like managed to get through it. Um, and like the, of course the person I was dating with had no clue. Um, and no one had any clue until, uh, they were walking out and one of her homegirls is all bye Tony. And I was like, oh. and I did, I did like a spit. I did do like a little bit of a spit. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it was wild. I, I ended up, I actually ended up hanging out with the girl a couple more times. Um, she gave me her old TV and I'm, I'm, I have that now. All right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. De- definitely cool. a bold first date move. That seems more like a, yeah, it was really congratulating intimate. like your longtime best friend on an engagement, reaching like, oh my god, I'm so excited for you. Kind of <laughs> no, it was like it was like the the corny people who are in love on a movie who yeah. just can't stop staring uh, at each other's eyes. And I've definitely like, pulled that move. What? I've definitely pulled that move, not first date. Not first date's first wild first date first hour like it's all it's all just like i could see like maybe later on like you're maybe like you're each like you're three you're three drinks deep you know you're at the second venue you've been really talking things are really kicking off you feel a connection with somebody maybe you reach over you grab a hand but not both hands not the right. full hand yeah That's yeah it much. was it was it was a lot it was it was very um clammy <laughs> but the the lesson I learned from there is that if you are gonna if you are gonna be um if you are gonna do like the poly thing and you are gonna live in a small town, um or just a place where there's not many restaurants, just have a little communication about like don't be nosy or nothing like that. But um just maybe find out where they're not going and go there. <laughs> sure, you know. Yeah, totally Did- my fault. It was uh, uh me 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 and me and her still have a good laugh about that. Every once in a while. Uh, we, we, we've gone, we, 
we'll be hanging out and she'll like go try to re- grab my hands like that just to make fun of me. <laughs> that is excellent. Did the did the gal you were with notice uh on the way out or anything? Did she did she pick up on any of this? Were you no, trying to just no. keep it cool the entire oh, time? Oh yeah, not, not not nothing like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. She just figured, yeah, somebody um, somebody he knows fucking dropped on by the table, say goodbye. That's no big deal. Yeah, ex- exactly. It was nothing was that um blatant you know um right. it was funny because later on um later on you know when we because we, we stayed buds and everything um and we were talking about like uh oh you know who we're seeing and stuff like that and i and i i was like oh i actually i think you i think you might have met them one time and then i remember that i was i would have been bringing up that instant <laughs> should have been should have been weird so i was like oh never mind i'm i'm getting people mixed up <laughs> Remember that time you gave me the two hand move? It was that time. It was that time. Was yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was so. It was so. The the the. Like it was. It was a straight cackle, man. It was like a holler cackle. It was. Uh, it was. She has a very distinctive laugh, and it was. I heard it, and I died inside. It was so funny. <laughs> I am. I am kind of recoiling, imagining myself in that situation because I don't have much of a poker face, and I got some anxiety. And I, I don't. I, I I applaud you for for keeping the date on the rails and not being like, like fuck, get down, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because like I mean, my she was rooting for me, you know. Right. Yeah. She was rooting for me, but she was also just like, this is insane. This is like this is so funny. Um, and then and then a close a close backup, really really fast one, um, would have been the person who picked me up, um, picked me up and like minutes into picking me up after just saying hello out of nowhere informed me that they really liked horses um which is oh. which is you know shouldn't be notable until we went to the restaurant that night and um they asked if they could just get a carrot <laughs> just, uh, can i get a side of can i get it can i get a carrot on the side and they were like can i get a single carrot what yeah just a carrot <laughs> like a like a like a cooked carrot no just a just a carrot can you bring just me a raw carrot raw carrot you want do you want that peeled or yeah. anything? Yeah, no, the, the dirt on the outside of it is for is for minerals. It's he good. was like, all of our carrots are prepped. I don't, I don't know. Damn, and, they, then, right. and then it's funny as they gave up. They gave up. They were like, okay, never mind. That's Fine. wild. So not only did you meet a horse girl, you met like a girl horse. You met. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. The thing is, I don't know where that was going. Was I was. What if what if she was gonna feed me the horse? What if feed me the horse? What if she's gonna feed me the carrot? <laughs> she really likes horses. You know, uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, that's a bummer. Do you have any sugar cubes back there? Maybe yeah. just like a handful <laughs> of sugar cubes. What about salt you lake? Like, you got you salt like lake celery, right? <laughs> well, both very good answers. Thanks. That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> that that one, that one stuck with that 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 day didn't go well. Ah, uh, I I imagine. <laughs> Well, goddamn! Uh, two two fantastic stories for the price of one. Thank you, Tony, for for those. Uh, and now we we need to use your expertise uh, in the realm of girl horses, as well as <laughs> our expertise in solving the world's relationships problems, as we said at the beginning. Let's uh, to answer a whole full ass question box of uh, listener questions we've got here. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. 
Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Yeah! That's right. It's the question box, everyone's favorite segment, where you, the listener, can send your questions into us and we will read them. If you're new to the show uh, or if you've forgotten how to do this, you can find a link to the question box at our website, rftb.me, uh, or on social media, Twitter at rftbpod, Instagram at Radio Free Tote Bag. You don't have to make an account. It's anonymous. And uh, as I said, this week we have an absolute fuck ton of questions. Awesome. Thanks again to Tony for, for sharing the link. Awesome. Uh, let's come in on a very sweet note because someone asks, how do y'all get so sweet? I eat a lot of sugar. Nice. Sugar cubes. <laughs> another another horse connection, potentially. I, I personally have just, I've always been like this. From the moment I was born, everybody used to be like, oh, this guy is real. He's so sweet. And it's continued up to now uh, on the podcast. And so I appreciate you for acknowledging that. Thank you. Yeah. Tony, yeah. how'd you get sweet? Uh, my, my mom, <laughs> my, my mom, she's made sure I was a real sweet kid. I was just Hell a real, yeah. real sweetheart. You know, that's, that's, yeah, no, there was no option B for me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like sweet, sweet really should be the default. It's just like with polite, like people say like, oh, you're really polite. It's like, yeah, you fucking should be. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, the, the only ask really is just be nice to people. Yeah. I was like a bouncer for a lot of years, but I was still like sweet the whole time. Hey, no shit, me too. Uh, it's I was still, a bouncer. Still, still sweet. Yeah, sweet and fuck. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really sweet of me to clean up your vomit in the bathroom stall. I think that's really sweet of me. <laughs> you, 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 I was going to say that is probably one of the kindest gestures. And like, if you think about any relationship, that's like a very kind, kind gesture. So for a stranger, oh, you are. Yeah, you're you're sweet as pie. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for the compliment question, Asker. Uh, Arthur, what else we got in here? Let's see. Hey, guys. Hello. Howdy. For much of my late high school, college, and young adulthood, I have had no contact with my dad's side of the family due to abuse and emotional stress. One of my main support groups was a group of friends called the Fucked Up Family Club, which helped me remember that I wasn't alone with my struggles re-family. I began reconciling with my dad and I'm worried uh, that by being in a healthy relationship, I'm losing my connection with people I love the most. What do you guys think? Huh? Well, this is a tough, tough situation uh, in that what you went through here. Right. And you've kind of you've kind of bonded with folks who were there and supporting you through through that hard time. Uh which is, and, and that's kind of an upside of it. You've made these bonds with folks because you've, you know, leaned on each other through really hard, hard things like this. Uh, but I don't think you reestablishing, uh, reconciling with your dad negates any of that. You know, you, there's, you still have kind of that connection with him. You still went through those same things, you know, and even if in your case, you're able to reconcile with your father, you know, that, that doesn't change that. That doesn't make you like, I don't know, less worthy of, of any of that support. And I, I don't think your friends would look at you differently, I would imagine. I don't know. I was part of a pretty hardline dad hating group. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, they they found that I even just, like, talked to my dad one time and they were real mad. No, uh, <laughs> that, that's that's a, that's an awful situation to be in. But, I mean, just remember, um, just like just like the relationship you're rebuilding, like with your with with your dad, you, you kind of can't let 
the origins or the past define with the relationship you have now. So those relationships you built in that support group, those should run independent of the trauma that took you to get that brought you together. You know, it's not about any, it's not about like you, you, you know, you wouldn't be like, Oh, this is Jim. Jim also hates his dad. You wouldn't do that. You would be like, Oh, this is Jim. Uh, you know, we, we enjoy a couple same bands too. So that's the important stuff. And just try to remember that. I, I, this shouldn't be an issue. If anything, they should be like happy for you. I would hope. Uh, unless the, the trauma bond is such that like you have to keep re-upping with that trauma, which wouldn't necessarily, I don't think that would be a healthy relationship to be in if it, if it was predicated on constantly reopening old wounds and then rebonding over that. Like that would seem uh, negative. For sure. Or, or if somebody were to get upset with you, you know, one of your friends, cause they, you know, have not been able to reconcile and still, uh, you know, and still are carrying that, um, that, you know, that would kind of be more on them in that situation. Again, it's not like you're, you're doing something wrong here. I mean, obviously don't go back and like, not that you do this, but it's not like you're better or something like, don't be looking, looking down <laughs> yeah. in some way, but like, even the fact that you're asking about this, I imagine that's not your mentality here. You're not uh, going to bust into the group chat like, hey, everybody, I reconcile with my dad. It's the best day of my life. You guys are missing out. Right. And I'll also try to remember that you survived and you you made it this long without your dad. Like relationships, mm. relationships like break and relationships come and go. And so you're going to be fine without either one of them. And like, I know that's like hard to think about. But the first thing I thought about just growing up in a similar situation was like Al-Anon. I don't know if you're familiar with Al-Anon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what I remember. And I remember like when I would be younger and going to Al-Anon, but then I just didn't want to do like other supplemental things. I was very, I was like exiled because Al-Anon was the new belief system. And right. I kind of like, you know, broke off from the belief system. So be weary of that. But if that happens, you're not, you're not losing much. You're just like, that's, you know, that sucks, but you're not, you're not losing anything that fantastic. If that's what it's all based on. Exactly. But again, from from all of us, I I can't imagine something like that would be the case here. I, I think you're going to be all right here. Yeah, yeah. And and good on you for you know working through all of that through your life and then being able to make that reconciliation. It's not an easy thing to do. Uh, so good on you for doing that. Fucking proud of you. Yeah. All right. Here's what we got next. I'm a 25 year old male, five eight, two hundred and seven pounds. My last relationship ended amicably three years ago. But since then, I've had very little luck with meeting people through dating apps. I always swipe right, or my main, or my main hobbies, local theater and nerd shit. I don't think I'm a bad-looking guy, but I do have a dad bod. I want to change this, but simply don't have the will to actually do anything about my current situation. What can I do? Am I desti- destined to be a chubby bachelor till old age? What do we think? Uh, I I have spoken repeatedly on this program about my uh, lack of marketability on the dating app and how uh, it's like you have to be able to make like a really good first impression off of a photograph. And I just, you know, I'm just not there photogenically. I don't think I don't I think I take an all right picture, but I don't think I'm like Tinder hot. Right. Sure. Uh, so you're, you you got to vary the approach. You're going to have to meet somebody like in the meat space, I think, um, which is where I've met all of my 
uh, dating success. I've never really uh, had anything important or long term from a dating app. So uh, keep up with those and keep swiping uh, and just, you know, maybe something will happen. But uh, once the once the quarantine has been lifted and uh, once we're all able to get back out in the meat space again, I think it's going to be a fucking bonanza for people. I think there's going to be a lot of fucking in the next year. Right. And, and the dad, and the, the dad bod's kind of in mm-hmm. like of times yeah. in history. That's uh, pretty good. Somebody I mean, told people are literally, it's the people wanting to fuck Jack black is literally trending. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's a thing that's happening right now. Um, so yeah, now, now's the time. And, and as far as like the old age thing, I mean, speaking from like my own experience i'm 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 34 now um if you would ask me at 25 that i would have had like the relationships and like experiences i would have now i would have been like no dude no one likes me like fuck off (laughs) um but so you know it's fine you're you're still 25 like no one's meeting people because we're not going anywhere like you said when this is when this shit buffs out the meat space is where it's going to happen some someone's going to compliment your stupid t-shirt and you guys are going to just it's going to be gangbusters it's, <laughs> so so chill it's it's, it's all good I, I had a similar experience to that too uh of of being younger i've had like multiple stretches where particularly in times of low self-esteem you just get into that wormhole you know you go on a date and it doesn't work out and you've been swiping forever and it's like she this is never going to happen And you start fucking spiraling with that. And I tell you from experience, you know, you start doing that. It it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. It's, it's difficult to kind of be engaging on a date. If you don't, you're not really backing yourself. If you don't feel, you know, like you're, like you're worthy basically. Uh, But that, that did change, you know, and and for me, it was matter of kind of therapy uh, exercising and just kind of gradually, you know, figuring, figuring myself out. Uh, and that's also normal. Like a lot of people go through this shit and adding a tap of that, you know, Tony and Arthur mentioned that the quarantine is a big component of this. So I'd maybe just use this time, uh, work on yourself in whatever way you can. If you have like a project or something, we've talked about, you know, ha- having something you can kind of make can help you feel, you, you know, you're putting time towards your, you're building something, right. As opposed to just kind of, you know, sitting and stewing with it. Uh, because then, yeah, once the, the, the cocoon of quarantine cracks open. You're just going to be running to and fro. Somebody's going to see you on the street. You're going to have a quickie right there on the street. That's going to be acceptable now. In the middle of the street. Four-way, four-way stop right in the middle of the intersection. <laughs> it's just a line. And people will walk through. They collide in the middle. They get it on. And then they continue on their way. It's great. <laughs> also, I try to remember that app, apps aren't real life. You know, yeah. uh, apps are absolutely not real life. And that goes for everybody. It doesn't matter how well you're doing or how not well you're doing. It's not real life. And that's the, that's kind of like the bottom line. Uh, you know, I, I have, I, I have not a lot of luck on apps at all. Um, like at all, um, contrary to the story from earlier, that was rare. Um, (laughs) so, so like that, but in real life, I, I'm fine. I, I, I'm just fine. I have able to, you know, engage and I'm quite satisfied in my life in that, that area. So it's like, you can't don't, the apps are not a gauge of anything and also stop swiping right on everything because what you're doing is you're getting like 500 disappointments instead of being a little bit realistic and being like, Oh wait, this person I actually have something in common with. Um, I feel like I would approach them in real life. Swipe right on those people. 
because chances are you, you might you might actually get something back you know that was my yeah. experience too I, I and i had a lot of friends who are always like oh you just gotta swipe right on everybody and it's like even if you match up then you gotta you know go through all of these people you're gonna like yep. miss messages like that's an extremely good point and that gets the barrier to entry out of the way yeah you know if you see they got a similar interest or something you got something to talk about right off the bat yeah i it's, swipe i swipe left on people out of my league like if i look at them i'm like there's no way no thank you no this is just not gonna happen no no see i, I don't know if i agree with that necessarily because now yeah. if, if they're out of your league but you're genuinely interested and like you think there's more than just something superficial on top of it uh-huh. run that run that all day long i, take, I have been take the swing I have been shocked with how attractive some of the people that have wanted to hang out with me are. I'm like, what? That's that's nuts. You're gonna let me have sex with you right now? <laughs> that's cool. You know, every, every yeah, that, that, so right. yeah, don't don't ever like, yeah, don't don't do it for that reason. There is no there is no league. For sure. And own own your shit. Own the dad bod. Get some style going that you like. And then when you're going on the date too, we know you're a listener to this show, so we know you're cool as fuck. And you could yeah. be like, I listen to Radio Free Tote Bag, and you're going to be smothered by all of the sexy singles launching themselves at you. You know what? That 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 method of bringing that up during a date hasn't failed me yet, is how I'm going to phrase that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. What, what else we got in here? Let's see. Let's move. Let's move up to this guy. My partner, 34M, and I, 32M, became engaged in December 2020. Six, month, six months ago, we found out that he has stage 3 lymphoma. While treatment has been going well, the man that I loved has disappeared. He's no longer outgoing and athletic, now preferring to sleep and read alone in some corner of our house. I had thought that his improved health would bring him back to who he used to be, but he's not. We had planned the ceremony for August, but I'm not sure what to do. Is it selfish of me to leave? Ooh, that's fucking tough. That's incredibly difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, off the bat, like before kind of getting into, you know, any, any kind of selfishness here, like this is an objectively difficult situation you're going through. Like isn't, yeah. even if it isn't, you're not the one going through the illness here, like having your partner going through this is, is really strenuous, especially yeah. right now of all times, you know, with the engagement there, that's a lot of pressure to be on someone. So just yeah. to kind of like begin with just a- a- acknowledging that, that like it's not irrational for you to be like asking about this. This is a stressful situation. Uh, but what do we, what do we think's happening here? Cause that is, I don't, I, I mean, I'd want to say it's strange, but also I don't think that is, that's a scary fucking thing to be diagnosed with. Yeah. And just kind of based on what you're describing. I mean, that sounds like me when I'm depressed and I seems like that'd be a pretty good reason uh, that might that might knock that that kick that off with him, you know, and with everything else going on. Uh, so I, I'd wonder if he's getting any kind of treatment for that, or if you've talked to him about that at all. Because um, because yeah, I don't, I don't. There's like a lot going on to explain the change in behavior. It's not like you've been married for six years or something, and all of a sudden he's acting different. Like I think it's a pretty clear cut thing, you know, why he would be acting differently here. Yeah. One thing I'll say about something that people kind of walk around with when it comes to breaking up for things, just forget the backstory, forget everything going on, forget all of the factors. If you don't feel happy in a relationship and you really don't, don't because you're asking if it's selfish because you're worried about blowback. 
like you you can't you're doing everyone a disservice by being there in a disingenuine fashion and what what you got to remember is do you really want to be there and if you don't want to be there that's not going to be easy you are like every, breakups are always hard so like these factors are just going to make it way worse so i, I mean there's too, there's way too many things to tell you like oh you should just leave them because they're that that's not doesn't make any sense to me but at the same time at the end of the day at the end of the day and this is like sounds selfish because it really is you only have you at the end of the day you only have you and so make sure that like you're happy um and that there are like if but if there's opportunity here then do the work but if if your worry is just that you people are going to be upset with you that's not that's not a thing like you can't have that be a factor it it would be better to be honest and get out of there than to stay there you know faking it which would be an incredibly stressful situation for you and wouldn't be helpful to your partner that'd be really counterproductive and think about what happens when that facade falls apart uh it's like you know i i made it through fucking stage three lymphoma and then you just like faked being happy with me for six months and then it all fell apart and now here we are like after that uh, so I'm, I'm absolutely with Tony. If you are unhappy, then it could be time to go. Uh, I don't think we'll airhorn this out of respect for the severity of the situation. No. Um, and I don't think it's unsalvageable. Yeah. I, I agree with y'all. Like if you're, if you're looking deep inside of you and, and that's how you feel, then that is the best option for, you know, what we were just talking about. But again, I would just consider kind of the circumstances here because this really sounds, you know, I'm not an expert. We only have a few sentences here. But I just consider, and you know, if you're able to check in or or help him with getting into therapy or anything like that, yeah, again, you have cute. you have that fundamental. Mm-hmm. You want to stay in the relationship and fix things. Uh, you know that that's that's uh, that's a move there too. Again, it's just kind of looking really deep inside of yourself on this, because either way, it's it's going to be difficult. This is just a difficult situation. Uh, yeah. But like Tony said, self preservation is is the most important thing there. There, there was mention of like being of missing the old, the old version of the person. Like, remind yourself that 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 person's gone. There is no old person version of person that's coming back ever. But yeah, like you said, there are options. There are things we can do. Can we? Is there support that he needs to for like therapy to get himself out of that hole? Because we've all been in that hole and it sucks. Um, but yeah, like, so do the work. But also, like you said, your you your yourself's very important here, right? You could also like with the ceremony coming up, like that's just another layer on top of all of this of pressure. Maybe even just moving that back. Yeah, uh, that's a huge uh, move. Be, which, be careful bringing paperwork into this because that that shit makes everything worse. Right, and uh, yeah, and a hundred percent don't go through on the marriage unless you are a hundred percent fully there. Um, but not not an easy situation to navigate. So I, you know, I hope you're able to get through this all right. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about this. This is that's really difficult. Yeah, good luck yeah. to good luck to you. I hope I hope um it works out either way. Yeah. All of our best to us to uh to you both. All right. We got another one here. My husband and I have been married for four years and are both in our late twenties. I recently found out that my husband has an exercise fetish. He likes to watch women work out and get in better shape. When I asked him about it, and it he, well, when I asked him about it, he said he's into muscular women. 
The problem is that I'm not in the best of shape. And even though my husband has told me time and time again that he loves me regardless, I can't help but feel less in his eyes. What do I do? Get fucking jacked. Steroids. That's a flippant answer. Get um, real yoked. <laughs> yeah, just get just get absolutely shredded. Uh, but the the real answer is, yeah, he does love you. He's in love with you. Cares about you. Stays with you. Loves you. Cares about you. Into you. Uh, would he really love it if you fucking suddenly turned into like a workout type person? He probably would. But if that if that isn't you, then you don't have to do it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. What people are like, what people are into and especially fetishized and who they're with are those are not the same thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think about just like myself, like, I mean, I'm, I'm a bisexual man. Like I, if I'm, if I'm, you know, sleeping with a man, there's certain things he's not going to have that I also jerk off to. Like, sure. <laughs> it's right. Simple as that. I don't not like him any less. It's just what it is. It, like you can't, you know, do and maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't want you to get jacked. You know, maybe maybe sure. you know if he does and, and you want to go for it. But th- those are independent things, so you can't convolute them. Right. That's it, a good it, point. It's likely a fantasy type thing too, right? And people people have fantasies that are different than you know their partner or the sex they normally had. But again, that, that's a separate thing there, and. uh you know, because you're because you're not matching up to like, I don't know, like what if he was into inflation or something? Would you be feeling bad that you couldn't pump yourself up to like <laughs> the size of a, one of those big beach balls, like uh, <laughs> like the Willy Wonka gal? It's the same kind of thing. And I imagine, you know, he, he wouldn't want you to be like that either. Uh, so and it, I, I think you're I think you're all right here. Yeah. That's a that's a big point that he's that he's into the fantasy of it as opposed to having it in his real life. It's also, though. Uh, if you, if you are kind of, if you're interested at all, like in, in the fantasy, what about like acting something out, you know, incorporate like, oh, you're wearing like a workout outfit or something, going into sex or something. Sure. It could be kind of a fun thing and kind of in, to involve yourself uh, with the fantasy too. If, if, if he is into that, that could add something to the, to your sex life there too. Go in uh, sweaty at yeah. you know, run around the block <laughs> one time, go in sweaty. That, that like, legit would probably help. <laughs> hell yeah maybe don't even get jacked maybe just do like a little something like oh look i have like a tiny bit of like try definition look at that Ooh, yeah did you see yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> working like exclusively some some small muscles you just have like extremely big tiny little things on your back and the rest is normal yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that it's like a meeting display you pump up the two things on your back and he's set baby he's set there's, there's a ghost face line where he's like i i hit the gym for two weeks and now my back's all chiseled and in my head i've always imagined you know ghost face not being a chiseled person but his back just being it's <laughs> unbelievable and i've always thought I've, I've, that's kind of, kind of always been my approach to working out is like i'm just gonna get a ripped back hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> look good from behind it's never worked, but I mean, it's my approach. <laughs> That's super funny. All right, so get yourself some kind of pull-up bar, get some creatine, get some workout clothes, and get real sweaty, uh, and you'll be good to go. Or just do I steroids. Love- That's also very cool. Sure. Get real <laughs> get real veiny. Tony, I love that just as general advice. Go in sweaty. Just go in <laughs> yeah. sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. If you start that way, it's not weird. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I got a job interview coming up. I'm really nervous about. It. So I can go in sweaty. Just let doing laughs around the building in your suit. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting prepared. Don't worry. I'm getting prepped. Don't I'm worry. Getting prepped. Why are you so sweaty? No, you don't get it. I'm always grinding. I'd say it's <laughs> it's just my mentality, you know. What qualifies me for this position? It's dripping off my body right now. (laughs) I don't know if she's going to say yes. I don't know. Going sweaty. Fuck. (laughs) What else we got? It's uh, it's me. It's me reading this one. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi. Uh, I'm a male socialist who has been friends with Felix for about a decade now. While Felix is progressive, he's also a finance bro in our big southern city. He's gotten into Bitcoin, sends his kid to private school, and makes uh, $2,000 a month as a landlord in addition to his 9 to 5. I've expressed that what he's doing is unethical and bad, but he says I'm being too sensitive and causing tension. Am I crazy to think so? What should I do? No. Guillotine him. Guillotine him in Minecraft. Yeah, you gotta chop your friend's head off. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way. You got to have principles. Uh, I'm very, I was very interested that it just came in with Felix, and I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, I thought you were talking about fucking Felix from Chapo, is what I thought it was. I was like, I interesting was name so- drop. Okay, that's cool. It really just makes us losers that we only think of one person. That's all it does. It's just like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> or is that, is that just is that the real name is that just like the generic name they picked because yeah it totally threw I me guess, off too yeah like a like a john doe sort of situation well so you got a male socialist friend who is like a hundred year old cartoon cat and he's yeah. fucking stealing money from people just looking for a place to live yeah that's no good you're not crazy to think that no 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 and, and like if you like if you you know like this person um i say be like relentless and like always bring it up and then also always make sure that he's the first person you ask for like funds for like mutual aid oh, um, yeah. and be like, Hey, I know, I know you have it. So uh, yeah. if you can give me that, that'd be great. Um, and then just be real annoying until maybe like they give you the boot, but uh, like your friend sucks. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. for the record, your friend fucking sucks and you should probably tell your friend that they suck like a lot. Sure finance bro in a big southern city bitcoin private school 2k a month as a landlord the fucking landlord shit is what's really yeah really doing it for me as far as making me hate this dude's guts i'm just liking the bitcoin sprinkles on there too and like a southern finance bro that's a pretty specifically heinous type of individual like how did he how do how did he get to the point where he's like yeah i'm a socialist yeah he's full of shit and what, what makes me mad is I know this sounds backwards, but it makes me mad that it's only $2,000 a month from being a landlord because that means he has like one or two properties as a hobby. Like you uh, sick fuck. Like what uh, are you being really kind to these people? Who's who's like, you know, spatial. Are you doing it for cost? Are you like, are you not, you know, ugh, that's even worse. Yeah. It's that person who's like, oh, you got to diversify. I bought two houses. Uh, uh concept of diversifying into uh extorting people uh for fucking the basics of life yeah i I always like to tell my tenants i'm like you know if you wanted to pay your rent you should just buy a house and rent it out right like sure that's how i'm you can just do what i'm doing oh my god 
that's that's very frustrating. Uh, I, I I'm agreeing. I think I think the move is just to continue to to hassle this motherfucker, it causing tension. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I can just hear him too because he describes himself as a progressive. So I bet he's like a fucking uh, uh, Chris Hayes viewer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So he's like, uh, you're just you're just really causing a lot of tension right now. I can fucking hear it in his voice, and it makes me extremely angry. <laughs> his like contribution is like, no, no, I, I I saw the commercial, so I bought a Cadillac. Black lives do matter. Sure. <laughs> I I stand I stand with those women. I bought the Cadillac. I've, I've drank so much Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my part. What more do you want from me? Yeah. And we defeated fascism, so. We oh, win. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. So he's pretty much in the clear. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe take a look in the mirror before you criticize <laughs> your, your friend Felix here. Yeah. All right. I, ho- I hope he figures out he's a fucking dickweed and uh, gives, those, gives those homes to the people, stops being a finance bro. And gets real into Radio Free Toad Bag, because that, that's the kind of friend you want to have. All right, let's see. We went a little bit out of order, and all of them look the same as I'm scrolling, but don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, here it is. Okay. RFTB fellas, I'm a dude. As all dudes do, I got a butt, and that butt is hairy. Oh. It's tough to keep it clean, clear, and under control. Cover girl. It's clear still, I think. I, I I like the attempt. It was Yeah. It's definitely not butt hair, whatever it is. <laughs> so we'll give it to him. Any suggestions on how to keep the bee hole shaved and presentable, but avoid ingrown hairs and the like. I'm having a rough time with it and was looking for assistance. Thanks. Love the show. Thank you. Uh shaving it is very difficult. And does not lead to the best results. And you're going to get a prickly dumper and that's not fucking any fun for anybody. Uh, So if you are actually committed to doing any sort of long-term depilatory method on your boost tank, it will have to be waxing. You can get Mm. your asshole waxed. No, I I mean, you can. But like, first, like, I'm a very hairy person. And like that's part of the package. That's like part sure. of the deal. I mean, I might, I'm, I'm kept every once in a while. I've, I've taken some clippers, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe just thin out the hedges. But I'm not, because it would be, it would be weird. Like I remember one time someone asked me, "I'm not gonna be, don't, not gonna be, don't shave your whole dick, right?" And I'm like, wouldn't that be really weird though if I was standing naked in front of you, just hair everywhere <laughs> and then bald patch? Yeah, that would be bizarre. That just doesn't work. So honestly, you honestly like. Whatever happens next is really on your partners. It's not. It, I mean, if you want, if you just want to do it for funsies, waxing is the way to go. Yeah. But start start embracing your your hairy butt. It's fine. Yeah, it's true. It also serves a purpose in in not getting the things the cheeks grating against each other. Yeah, I think it helps with sweat. It's. I haven't I haven't fully shaved my own butt, but I did go a little too hard once and was like, oh god, this is very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, as as also a, a a hairy man on on the back part my, myself. Uh, I think this thing. I think everyone's done it. I think everyone's done it one time. Everyone's taken it all the way down one time. And I just no. I don't need to do it. I've I've done the wax too. Sure. Um, I just don't. I don't need to. You don't need to. 
Right. Yeah. So do the wax if you're if you're really feeling it. Don't do the shave because you're gonna get crack stubble, and that is fucked. Yeah, it's crack gonna stubble. be bad. <laughs> Clippers, if anything, just trim. Take it down. Sure. Just just take yeah. it down. Maybe. Uh, you can get there's specifically like body hair trimmers that are like a little more contoured mm-hmm. and a little more precise that you can do. I mean, these people listen to podcasts, so they know where to get their body hair trimmers from. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> and their mattresses and their stamps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm a I'm a trim man myself. I think that's the way to go. I, way to go. I don't know. It's never been an issue. Uh, but again, if it's if it's what you're looking for. Some people, you know, they want the clean. It is, it is just going to be like a lot of maintenance, too. You got to keep that in mind. Uh, maybe give it a swing and just just see how it goes if you're, if you're really feeling this. It is an experience. It's a story you can talk about. It sure. feels real cool for the first, like, two, couple days. Yeah. It's, like, cold. Ooh. <laughs> you know? Temperature play all the yeah. time. And then, uh, then it feels kind of hot and stingy and bad. <laughs> bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just skip the cycle. Your chance with winter, your chance to do to give this a real like like honest low stakes cost like the chance was winter. Summer's gonna be right. awful. Don't oh, do it yeah. in the heat. Summer with the with the fucking <laughs> with the sweaty oh, baldness, God. not good. Oh. <laughs> Just in like a, a full covering, like atmospheric protection suit to keep it cool. And you're like, I I just got it waxed, man. You understand? And they're like, oh, yeah. for sure, for yeah, sure, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Uh, we are we're coming up towards the end of the program here, so I'm kind of getting selective with uh, which of these we're gonna read here. Let's see. Hell yeah! Hey folks, hi. My goodness, you all look so beautiful and handsome and ethereal today. Oh wow! 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 <laughs> know. Wow! Uh, the girl I'm talking to has been going through a tough few weeks with insane school deadlines and family health crises. Do you have any advice for helping to cheer her up or make it known that I'm here for her? Keep on being delicious. Hell yeah. I'm liking this trend of saying nice things about us in the questions. Good. We appreciate good. that. Keep doing that. I like that. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, like link them to some episodes of Radio Free Tote Bag. Yeah. Hey, uh, you need to take a load off. Listen to this. Yeah. Get in here. I, I mean, want to comment, but I'm desperately scrolling, trying to find the question. Why can I not find the question? With, with this Closer one, this one, I would say, like, I don't know, you know, you know, your partner, uh, give them some space yeah, because space when uh, when you're on, on those deadlines like that, sometimes the, the thing you just don't want to do is like deal with your boyfriend or, you know, person or whatever. Um, maybe give them some space, but also like be there and maybe just do like a um, a really simple um really simple like gesture like oh hey uh, uh i sent you some money for a coffee this morning like yeah, that type that really type of idea that type buy, of yeah order him a pizza maybe there Bring you go food or something yeah that's always helpful just t- getting rid of any of like the day-to-day stuff while somebody's struggling really helps yeah combine you some dishes that would that would rule hell yeah i love that uh some some sherry's berries another podcast <laughs> Send some sherry's berries maybe maybe do some of the work for them maybe write the maybe write a paper for them maybe yeah uh, write a term paper for them yeah could you take the test could you take the final 
<laughs> do you have facial prosthetics? Uh, are you a master of disguise? Because that really increases our options. Are do you, you have any leverage? Or do you have any leverage on the on the professors? Is there anything you can? Can you can you get leverage on the professors? You got any dirt? What you like what you got on them? I've heard some rumors going around. Maybe you can make use of those rumors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I had something, but it's gone. I guess just Tony mentioned this as as an aside, but the giving space thing can be important. Like there definitely is a balance where you don't want to add to like that, that kind of burden by, by being there too much, but just kind of doing the check-in and if they're feeling like talking, then kind of letting them take the lead a little bit more. uh, I think that's good too. It's just kind of being there for them if they need it, but not, uh, not, not too much. Sorry, my mom texted me if I want uh, chicken fingers, and the answer is yes. So I have to do. I do have to respond to this with some. See if they want chicken fingers. Here. That's the hey, move. There we go. <laughs> Just do it right now. Text them right now. Hey, you want some chicken fingers? Also, be ready to supply the chicken fingers. But do you it right now. Because <laughs> if you text them, do you want some chicken fingers? And they go yes, and then you're like, "Well, get some chicken fingers, idiot!" Like that would yeah, that, that would be would not be. Like, that's a cruel joke. Cool. That that's unacceptable. And just remember, uh, I, anything going on is like not about you right now. Like all that, and if, if they're like stressing yeah. and all that stuff, it's not about you. It's they're they're you you. I'm happy that you know that they're going through they're going through deadlines and stress. That's that's a good first step. Yeah, uh, good advice in, in in general too. Give people the benefit of the doubt if uh, you know if if they're going out or going silent on text or something for a bit like that. Totally yeah. makes sense. Uh, I'd also like to point out that. Uh, unlike Arthur, my phone is silenced and, and behind me because I'm here for you, listener. That's right. <laughs> I have, <laughs> have it available in case somebody wants to bring me chicken. You know what? I understand that actually. <laughs> That's totally fair. <laughs> I, I rescind. I rescind my uh, my complaint there. What a life you live. That's amazing. It's, it's pretty good. I get to record a podcast in my parents' house and sometimes they bring me chicken. It's all right. Yeah, there's always there's always a possibility of chicken. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> there is a non-zero chance of fucking chicken at <laughs> any given time. Any chance of chicken is good. I like those odds. Uh Arthur, did you see we had a we had another one in here? Uh yeah, there's there's yeah, there's plenty. Can you read the next one? I don't know what is wrong with uh, me. I just keep finding the same ones. Uh, da, da, ba, da, da. We're not used to having like 20 questions. Right. Right, huh? Uh, hey, y'all. I love the show and just had a question to ask, sparked by my GFs commenting on my music and saying, it'd be good stu- it would be good fuck stuff. <laughs> my question is, is it narcissistic to slam clam to your own musical creations? I feel like it'd be making an oil painting of yourself, then making unceasing eye contact while someone goes down on you. <laughs> eye contact with the painting, I'm assuming. Uh, thanks for your input. I, I need to know what the, I, I need to know what kind of music this is. That's sure. very important. But it's funny because, like, it, so if you're like in a band, um, I'm going to just say, don't do that. Don't <laughs> don't have sex to your own music. Make music to have sex to. Go for it. But don't have sex to your music. Now, however, if you are a rapper or R&B singer, sure. you got to. You have, there's no option. You, you have to. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I honestly, I can't even come anymore unless my podcast is playing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I have definitely been like listening back to an old episode and been like, it's time. And then like <laughs> fucking forgot to turn it off until like, I'm like, I'm opening, I'm opening what I'm going to view for the moment. And I go, oh wait, I should probably turn this fucking yep, podcast yeah. off. Right. <laughs> yep, so I don't yep. have to hear myself talk about slam and clam while I'm about to slam hand. It's hard. <laughs> I do really like the oil painting comparison. That That's is so funny. Truly an incredible image. And uh, I, f- I feel like it's better to err on that side. Yeah. You know, because yeah. even like even if you're, you know, you're really into your own stuff, you know, you make good stuff. If you're playing that in a background, I feel like that'd just be distracting. Make yeah. you feel weird. Like, are, are you going to sing along to it on accident? I mean, <laughs> hold on. Can we stop just this? Can we l- listen to this part that's coming up? This part's yeah, yeah. really good. <laughs> uh, so maybe, maybe don't do it yourself, but that is a good compliment. It's a uh, great compliment. And, yep. and next time one of your friends is like, I need a sex playlist, you'd be like, hey, guess what somebody told me? My music's good, Fox stuff. Here's our album. There's your playlist. Boom. And then you got a new, you got two new listeners, maybe more. Who knows? Now, I fully support your girlfriend having sex to your music, though. Mm, sure. But that's just not fine. with you. I'm, yeah, that's the weird part. Right. <laughs> I think it'd be cool if she were to be like, oh, this is my boyfriend. And you're like, yeah. That's <laughs> interesting. Because, <laughs> and really, I mean, then you have to ask yourself, like, who's cucking who? <laughs> you know, like, I feel like maybe the guy she's fucking, like, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking write an anthem for the polycule. <laughs> oh, that's gonna right be on. an awful song. <laughs> <laughs> like so many, like so many things that I am. I just, you know, I, I, I am happy to be, but just I don't necessarily want to be like associated with or like. Right. That's really the only one. It's like I'm poly and vegan, both really cringe. For sure, it's like it's like Katie Rose said, "I am cringe, but I am free." that sounds like the life (laughs) (laughs) embrace it send your singles uh kid here's what you do sex shop they got a little basket up front with a bunch of your singles and on the front it's like this is good fucking music yeah some people would probably pick that up to be honest if i saw that on a like at a sex shop on a counter i'd be like huh all right CDs at the counter music. like at a fucking Starbucks? Yeah. Instead of Natalie Imbruglia, it's this dude. It's fuck music. It's a little download card. Remember the little well, the one song download yeah, card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. But they'll put, print your download link on condoms. Boom. What? There you oh, go. Oh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> we've, not only, go. we've not only answered your uh, question here, we have created a full marketing plan for you, and we hope you appreciate that. And uh, you'll get a, You'll get a bill in the mail. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and assume that any any music that is on the counter of a, like a sex shop, it's going to be it's going to be the last time I was in a sex shop, uh, the girl behind the counter was like, she was something about like, oh, I bet you're like young. And I was like, the only reason why I know you're about my age is because you're wearing a Papa Roach shirt. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, hell yeah, I am. Like, hell yeah. And I'm like, cause I don't even think that's ironic yet. I don't even think, I don't think people no. are even, so that's why I knew that you weren't whatever age this person was guessing it has nothing to do with the way you look like you, you know, you don't look 
old like us, like we are, but you, you it was just the Papa Roach shirt. So I don't, I think it's probably going to be pretty bad. <laughs> I was thinking it has to be like, it's probably industrial, some kind of industrial product. Yeah, yeah. That, not, it's not even, they think they're nine inch nails, but they're just like, they're not, they're just thumbtacks. They're thumbtacks. <laughs> they're, they're three inch flaccid nails. There you go. <laughs> A flaccid nail. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to grasp my mind around this guy. And I'm just picturing wiggling the little that, nail around. That that's just me. the nail that you hit and you hit it wrong and it bends so much, like right away the first hit, uh, that you can't really use it again. Yeah. Little, yeah. little life pro tip around the home. Dissolve a couple tablets of Viagra and a glass of water. Drop your nails in there, baby. Next day. No more bent nails. <laughs> <laughs> my ass was seriously like, okay, go ahead. I'm listening. <laughs> It's just science, Tony. I'm true, telling true. you. I've got it's I'm, just science. I wrote my all the thesis about science. <laughs> That's fair. Well, fuck. We're here. We've arrived at the end of the program. I. Uh, yeah. You Tony, look like you're about to say something. <laughs> oh. oh, I was about to just say thanks to Tony for coming on and get our round of applause going from the live studio audience. Thank I was you. going to also, but then you looked like you were going to say something. I was just thinking about some, I was thinking about the nail in my head. I was thinking about the wiggly <laughs> nail. That's like something like, like a like a um a gas station magic trick, you know? Yeah. You buy on the little turnstile. Right. It is, Next, like a, a roach ice cube. <laughs> <laughs> the wiggly nail. <laughs> I don't know why it tickles me so much, but wiggly nail, man. Good I like concept. it. I like it. Um, Tony, where can folks find your stuff? What do you have to plug? Um, you can find Minion Death Cult uh, anywhere at Minion Death Cult. Uh, Minion Death Commanders is our Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. Um, you do have to ask answer some questions to get in there. It's Alex <laughs> and Tony are the host, and just follow the rules. Um, and I am Word is Bond on Twitter. Uh, I also am a baker and I do sell some bread um, that's available for shipping throughout like the United States, um, like the continental US through my Instagram is called Sickles Harvest. Um, you can find everything through there. I just ship a, a, a couple dozen loaves a week and then the rest of local pickup. But also there's an opportunity for you to buy bread for people. So we have what we call the mutual grain loaf and it's a dollar and you buy one of those and that helps me bake bread to donate. And I donate anywhere from 20 to 60 loaves a week um, that are just going to people directly. Uh, the bread's always a dollar anyways. It's always super affordable. You can pay what you want. But the main thing is I'm, we're trying to just feed people. So Sickles Harvest, check that out. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty having a lot of fun with it. And it's been really great. So buy some bread through there and eat that. And then, yeah, word is bond on Twitter is me and me and Death Cult. Hell yeah. Check. I think you posted a, uh, some pictures of some of the loaves recently. It's fucking incredible looking bread. The, the, there's a lot of bread on the feed. There's a lot of bread on the feed. There's a, there's a couple poor souls who are only following it for the bread and just <laughs> are just bombarded with all the other trash <laughs> I put out there. <laughs> well, I got I to gotta cut for a second. I'll be right back. Oh, shoot. Okay. Chicken fingers. Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> chicken fingers. It's actually not the chicken. It's not. <laughs> oh, then it's not worth it. <laughs> um, real, real quick, where, where are you guys at? 
Uh, so I'm in Chicago. Arthur's uh-huh. in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Um, we're both from Ohio, though. Okay, cool, cool. Man, oh my god, I actually got into it with some somebody, someone who I'm like seeing about Ohio because my family's all from Cleveland. I've, oh, no shit. I've I have no I, the, my only tie is my family being from there. Right. Uh, but I have like a lot of love for Ohio. There's like a lot of things I love from like because I, I love skateboarding. And Hell yeah, um, it's like currently right now, um, some of the best skateboards come out of there. Anyways, um, I don't I don't know about the sports stuff that much. And she was like, Ohio sucks. And I was like, nope. <laughs> and then her response was, um, was I'm only taking opinions from it from those who are well informed and educated on the matter. And I was like, uh, well, my whole family's from there, so maybe delete this. And then her friend was all like, this is just a joke. You need to stop. This is ridiculous. And I was like, what is happening? Why? Why? Why are people? They were talking about sports the whole time. And oh. I had no clue. I was like, why are you guys mad at me right now? I just said, nope. Right. And said my family's from there. <laughs> like, get out of here. It was so funny. And like her friends were all, they don't, and it's funny. They don't like, they don't know me. They don't even know. They don't know that like, they don't know that her and I are like seeing each other. They don't know any of that. They just saw this guy who said, nope. And they all just came out of the woodwork. <laughs> piled on. Um, yeah. Cause she's from Michigan. So that's that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't care about that. I'm just saying, don't say Ohio sucks. Also, you live in California now. Like you also, you were born in California. <laughs> yeah. It was really funny. Like Ohio got me in like some, some shit. I was like, I don't even want your, your, your people are whack. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Well, thanks for defending our honor. We we appreciate it. Yeah, a lot of love for Ohio. It is uh, it is it, fair it, on the sports, though. I, I grew up with my dad yelling at the Bengals on TV every year, and I think that's why I don't like really watch sports was because I was like, this seems like a bad time. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem very fun. No, my there oh, you go. Is the chicken. <laughs> yeah, my my real dad's from Ohio, and my podcast dad's Street Fighter from Ohio. So yeah, they're not. We've my had dads, them on but too. You know, we, I've yeah. got. I got my Street Fight poster right above here. Actually. Hell yeah, hell yeah. They're 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 uh, by dads. I mean, like they're the only reason like we have a show. Like we're you know they they brought us on and you know we were able to do decent because of them. So it's like yeah, man, I fucking love Ohio. Like fuck that noise. I'm I'm so mad. For like no really, for, for making it all serious really caught me off guard. <laughs> um, y'all ready to come back in? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 wrap it up. Our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Nowhere. You can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro song is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find them at Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or on Spotify by looking up those three words, the Hayfellows. Uh, if you would like to support uh, the program, go to patreon.com slash RFTB. $5 a month gets you four bonus episodes every month. That's an episode every week. That's crazy. Whoa. Uh, uh, $10 a month gets you to the shout out tier where we mention the names of people like Rich Homie Barb. We mention the names of people like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we mention the names of people like uh, fucking Ryan from episode 105, Rich Homie Click Clack. We got spreadable fruit. <laughs> um, uh, we got daddy. Dylan is in the is in the $10 tier now. And finally, we have my lovely girlfriend, Abigail. Thank you all for supporting us. Thank you so very much. Uh, let's see. Big thanks again to Tony uh, for being with us. Go check out all of everything he's got going on. 
uh, Minion Death Cult has been my my like hourly listen. My like I listen to it. I'm listening to it constantly lately. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and uh, I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah.